when you will be adaptable, when you think you are adaptable, it's you really have to think about it. It's, it's not a natural thing. And flexibility is just like, oh, we have to be there an hour later. Okay, well, hour later or whatever. And then you, it's, it's okay. I mean, it's not, sometimes it's not easy, but adaptability is really a sort of life-changing moment. It really, you, you, you change the direction of your life and it's not just going to the left, going to the right, but stay in the middle. Welcome to the Connected Leadership Podcast, hosted by Andy Lapata, the show where Andy and his guests explore the many ways in which relationships impact business decisions, make leaders' jobs easier, and help you to progress your career. Hello, and welcome to the Connected Leadership Podcast. I'm Andy Lapata. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, we're going to try and be a little bit more flexible, or, or should I say adaptable? today because the focus of my conversation is adaptability. It's a, a skill set, if I can call it that, that is so important in leadership and I think underpins a lot of strong relationships. Uh, you know, I, I'm finding it myself the week I'm recording this, uh, getting into a really quite intense conversation on a couple of different fronts, uh, one on social media, one elsewhere. And in both cases, I feel like I want to stick to my guns. I want to stick to my beliefs, um, but I'm questioning whether I'm adaptable enough in those circumstances. And so, I think from from a, a leadership and a relation point of view, adaptability is something we're we're conscious of, uh, but maybe don't pay enough thought to. So, um, over the course of this podcast, hopefully, I can uh, give you a chance to really consider your own adaptability. So, my guest to look at this is a global speaker on this topic of adaptability. Uh, as well as a stand-up comedian, uh, and he's joining us all the way from Holland. So I'm hoping that, uh, that I can adapt my normal pronunciation to pronounce his name in the Dutch way and correctly. Uh, so thank you for joining me on the Connected Leadership Podcast, Tom Slichting. Yes, well, that was beautifully pronounced. <laughs> so thank you very much for that effort. Um, may I say something on on, on your intro? Please do, yes. Give do I need reaction. to adapt it? Do I need to adapt it? No, no, no. Because you said you said two beautiful things. You said uh, we want to be flexible, or shall I say, adaptable? And I think that that is a very important thing to, to focus on in the first place. Because uh, when we look to the last two three years with the whole COVID situation, one of the most sentences I heard in business is that people said, "Oh, we want to go back to normal." Um, and then we could say, well, on the other hand, we did really great with the COVID situation. We reacted great. Like, like, let me put it that way. You know, we worked from home. Businesses who said it was impossible, that they, they still could do it. But the first thing is like, we want to go back to normal. So actually, for the last two, three years, we were flexible, but not really adaptable. Because when you're adaptable, you choose a real new direction. You choose a new way of working, a new way of thinking that might have a better outcome. And I think for the last two, three years, we were just fl flexible and we still have to work on our adaptability skills. I, I, I love that. That's straight into it as well. So if you're wondering Ex what to expect, if you're wondering what to expect over the next 45 minutes or so, I won't be talking a lot. Tom will become straight <laughs> in, ask, ask his own questions. And I love that because I can just put my face. We're recording this on a Friday afternoon, so I can relax, Tom, and just yeah. let you... You, you go with, but let, let's let's dig into that a little bit more because I think Please. that's a really interesting point. Um, so, talk a bit more about the difference between flexibility and adaptability because I think one of the dangers when when I bring someone in who's an expert in a topic that we don't 
a word that we understand or consider we understand, but we don't use daily. And I think adaptability would come under that categorization. Uh, maybe people have different perceptions of what adaptability is. So, so how does it differ from flexibility? And what do you mean by we've been flexible but not adaptable? Well, I mean, flexible is like um, when, 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 when daily stuff is happening and you have to change something, and then, then you can be flex flexible. And what, what, is, what, are you, what do, I, do I mean with the, the difference between flexibility and adaptability? Let me give you an example. The smartphone is now on the market for about 15 years. I think 2007 was the first time the, the, the iPhone 1, whatever, appeared. Let's go back to 2006. So not 2007, 2006. And in 2006, I would give you the iPhone 13 or the Samsung flip flop mix, whatever, uh, with all the features you have right now in 2022. And I will tell you in 2006, please use this phone, but it's not just a phone. I want you to keep contact with all your friends and all your business mates every 15 minutes with short messages. I want you to check your email on your phone. I want you to, to look up anything you want on this, on this phone. I want you to see movies. Well, I could go on. You, you know what I mean? Then I think a lot of people would have said in 2006, well, you are totally crazy. If people want to reach me out to me, they can call me at night, but not at eight o'clock because I'm watching the news. If I want want to look up something, I have an encyclopedia. Uh, I will I will send a letter to my friends when my birthday is, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, in those, we are flexible because it was it was done in a very small small time every time. So so the, the iPhone came and we we first had to. Uh, <laughs> wake up well this is the first phone without buttons how is it possible that so we had to be flexible no buttons and then every month one more time one more time something changes and then we are flexible and can deal with it but if i if you have to do it in one month i have, no one would ever have used iphone in 2006 because it was too much that that is flexible that is ad adaptability and put that in pr perspective the business, the, the, the business is now so changing, so, so fast changing, that sometimes being flexible is not enough. That means you will be too late. So being adaptable is more a, a process that you, that you have to work on. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a mental thing that you really have to stand still, look in the mirror and say, okay, what do I have to do to cope with this situation? And flexibility goes natural and adaptability you have to work on. That that's, I think, a difference. And, and what I'm I'm taking from that as well is that adaptability may well come through incremental changes where you've been flexible with the change. So does that make adaptability more long term, or can you be exactly. adaptable quickly? Can, can can an organization, can a leader, can a team be adaptable quickly? Um, I would say no, no, because because as as a human being, we are. I mean, 95% of all the decisions we make, we make on the autopilot. So meaning if you, if you have to change something, it, it, it has to be a mental thing. You have to think about it. You have to stop yourself. You have to recover. You have to, you have to make a mistake. You have to feel uncomfortable. That is what happens. And why don't we, why are we not adaptable in the first place? Because we don't like to be uncomfortable. We don't like to be in an unsafe place. Uh, that's why we love the automated stuff because it's automated because you feel trust, you feel you feel happy. And we all know, I mean, then the whole phrase out of your comfort zone, et cetera, that, that 
phrase they were on for decades. But that's really also the point right right now. When you will be adaptable, when you think you are adaptable, it's you really have to think about it. It's it's not a natural thing. And flexibility is just like oh, we have to be there an hour later. Okay, well, hour later or whatever. And then you, it's it's okay. I mean, it's not sometimes it's not easy, but adaptability is really a sort of life changing moment. It really, you you change the direction of your life, and it's not just going to the left, going to the right, but stay in the middle. So let me ask you this: It's a natural question to ask next. Uh, how did you, this become your area of speciality? And, and I guess I have to ask part of that is: Did you have to adapt to, to, to do that? <laughs> well, first of all, when I when I look back, and I'm not going into that in, in, into that, but I, I think I have an adaptable lifestyle. I, I had some really life changing moments that that you can you can get in or out if you know what I mean. And if you can deal with that, and that sometimes that, that takes years, then you find out, like, wait a minute, I can, I, I, I think I'm natural, I have a natural feeling being adaptable. But actually, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Then four or five years ago, I had a keynote speech, and my topic was uh, personal disruption. Um, because that was going on, what I think, four or five, four or five, five years ago. You know, the, the, the markets were changing really fast, et cetera. And, all the businesses were talking about how to disrupt, and we had disrupted markets. But I thought, wait a minute, it's not a business that is, that is disruptive. It's a person. It is the sales manager. It's the CEO who thinks of something. So I, I, I talked about personal disruption. But the thing was, I mean, it was a great keynote. I really had fun. I had some, some great humor and great takeaways. But it's, it's, it's got a sort of negative angle because it was personal disruption and people people don't like to be don't like to disrupt because it it doesn't feel safe it doesn't feel comfortable like i said a couple a couple of minutes ago so then i said okay well i have to work on my new keynote and i i i i just want something that people would say well okay yeah, i would i would like to know something about that am i good at it am i you know do i know something about it and then i've you know i i did a lot of research and the, the adaptability was in the top three things of Harvard Business School, of, 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 of Forbes or whatever, that will you survive in the, in the next decade, you have to be adaptable. So I thought, wow, adaptable is actually a little bit across disruption because, uh, you know, when you disrupt, you, you feel unsafe, you go in markets in, that you've never seen before. And when you're adaptable, you have to really go back to your inner inner person and find out what you have to do. So uh, I thought adaptability was, was great. And, and then I posted it on LinkedIn, but before you ask your next, next question, because that, that was very important, I, and I, because I was not really sure. And instantly I got a, a remark by someone who said, wait a minute, if you are talking about adaptability, there is a company who has assessments in that area, please check it out. And I'm, I'm not going into deep on that area, but then I found out that I was not the only one who would like to talk about that. Uh, it, it was a worldwide, you know, uh, program, and 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 people and professors, etc., were focusing on on the whole aspect of how to be adaptable. How can you do that? And that gave me so much energy and and content that I I made this keynote speech. Well, I, I wanted, I do want you to go deeper on the uh, the assessment and the program that you work with. So I know okay. that forms a core cool. part of your work. But before mm -hmm. you do, I want to pick up on what you said just there, because you said you posted yeah. on LinkedIn and then someone told you about this. You talked about the energy it gives you having other people in that space. So 
the, the, the core premise of this podcast series is that we can be more successful surrounded by the right people. Those professional relationships are key. So yes. in what way does your network help you become more adaptable, smooth the process, help you find the route? Well, I mean, the network might not help being more adaptable, but we do need friends and business friends and network and relationship to feel comfortable, to feel uh, um, uh, powerful because people trust you, people co command you, people say what to do. Um, and, and, that's, and that's also a process you need. I mean, no CEO or business manager or, or, or entrepreneur can work totally on his own these days. I mean, it's, it's, it's a global thing. So that's why you're always looking for people around you, um, not only who, who think the same, because sometimes it's very, very good to have people who think different. I think that's even more important. But on the other hand, you have to feed your confidence. You have to, you have, to have the feeling, okay, the direction I'm going right now, let's say you've been adaptable and you shift your life and you go on and go, after a couple of weeks, you look in the mirror and say, wow, this is pretty strange, but am I doing the right thing? Well, in that area, if people come to you and say, wow, I heard your talk and you did this and you said that and you posted this on LinkedIn and I really liked it. And it doesn't have to be thousands of people, but if there are some people there who, who, who uh, they trust you and you trust them, that is very, very, very powerful. So you absolutely need your network, but it's not the network itself that makes you more adaptable. Yeah, and I think it's that um, reflecting back, reassurance, validation yes, that really exactly, can, particularly if you're doing something that's out of your comfort zone. And if you go back to your original, exactly. your original analogy of the the uh, the uh, smartphone, um, if if someone said to you, "I'm giving you this device, and I want you to check your emails every 15 minutes, send this short message, yeah. all the things you said," and you'd look at them like they were mad, but if six people you trusted said I've been doing it and it's transformational. You're going to adapt a lot more quickly, aren't you? Absolutely. You're, you're to to totally right. I mean, that, so it's sometimes you need techniques and you need you need content and stuff to go further. But I mean, what, what you say, the personal relationship. I mean, maybe your 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 girlfriend or or or, or husband or whatever. If if they feed you with that kind of energy, that that's really really important. We hope that you're taking away some valuable lessons from this edition of the Connected Leadership Podcast. If you would like support in developing, nurturing, and leveraging strong relationships to support you in your role, please visit andylapata.com forward slash mentoring. Okay, so let, let, let's um, talk about the assessment that you mentioned. Um, yes. So, so, so this company was already running it globally, and now that you, you now use this, can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, well, actually, they were a startup when I started, so that was the nice thing. They 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 work with consultants, so so you have to do a sort of uh, a course at the company, and and then you get a sort of permission to spread the news of the assessment. And when I entered, and I even I also did the course because I contacted the CEO and I told them, listen, I'm a global speaker, and I would I I'm, I I'm working on. A keynote speech uh, with with the topic adaptability, and then instantly this CEO said, "Well, we have to get on Zoom. Uh, what are you doing this afternoon?" So I, I, I wrote him this email, and one hour later, we were live, and that was I was really shocked about it. I mean, and he said, uh, "Well, we really need people like you because we have we have to spread the word." I mean, it's um, and in that area, in that time, they had only 
25 or 30 consultants. So they were very, very small. I was number 43, I believe. And now they, you know, three years later, they are four or 500. And it's a company that is it's run by two young guys, young guys. I mean, they're younger than me. <laughs> uh, and they, 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 they made this, they, they had the idea that, I mean, we cannot measure our soft skills. And we talk about adaptability. It is a soft skill, just like leadership or creativity. And the thing is, we measure everything in our daily life right now. I mean, even when you're at home, it's all on your app, you, the, 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 the temperature of your home. If you enter your car, the first thing you do is, how much petrol do I have? Or what's the status of, of my battery? Multiple times you look at your phone, do I have enough battery to keep it up for the end of the day? But you never look in the mirror and say to yourself, well, I have to work on my mental flexibility because you don't know how to do that. So they made this assessment with artificial intelligence together with 42 professors in that area. And when you do the assessment, you receive a PDF, a personal PDF and a website with data and figures on 15 different soft skills. So now you know where you go that, where you have to work on in which area, what you have to learn and what you have to unlearn. And that is a very interesting uh, opportunity. So there's a couple of things I want to pick up from that. Let's start with yep. the, the 15 areas, the 15 soft skills. So yes. maybe don't list all 15, but can you give us a taste of the type of skill sets that you're looking at and how they influence your adaptability, why they're so important? Yes. Um, well, we, we talk about something like grit, like mental flexibility, mindset, emotional range, motivation style, um, emotional health or work environment. I mean, I could name all 15, but those are uh, 15 different soft skills in total, yeah. and they divided in three different sub, sub, subgroups. And normally, you don't know how good you are at you know, your mental fle fle flexibility. I mean, uh, in my keynote speech, I ask people, well, give me a number, and some say 100. Others say, well, 42 or 60. But even if you could make up your own number, you could never compare them with other ones. So if you have a team of five different managers, you would like to know, wait a minute, what is what 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 will be the figures of the whole team? Because now you know, do you have to add a person who is better uh, in resilience? And you just found out that all the five managers were not good at, 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 at uh, resilience. So now it, you have a tool to not only work on yourself, but only work on a team and maybe a whole company so it sounds to me that when i hear the term soft skills yeah. i think of you know and i don't particularly like the term soft skills and i know many people don't because they're not I, I have i have a different <laughs> one i will i will i will, I will, I will tell, yeah. tell you later yeah. um, but i think of things like um a, a course on communications a course on handling phone calls or things like that this sounds to me more it's about a 15 different areas around mindset, around personality type, uh, and so forth. So it's actually what you're like and the areas within yourself rather than your ability to do something that, that really comes Exactly. It, it's, it is yeah. about you, yeah. about what yeah. happens in your in your room upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what are the th you said there's three core areas they're divided into. Can you share what those are? Yeah. It is about, um, let me, let me, it's about environment. It's about uh, personality and about company. 
Okay. So, so how, how do you, how do you deal like, like t- another one is team support and company support. That is actually a soft skill and you can, you can now figure out, uh, what is the level of company support I receive? And maybe that's why I get, hold back, you know, that other people have more opportunities or a course or whatever. So, so if you, but sometimes you don't even know that you have lack in that area. Yeah. So, so that's why it's very interesting to, to, to find out what it is. So that, that comes to what I was talking about earlier in terms of having your network around you, that company exactly. support and team support is part yeah, of that. Yeah. Um, so glad to hear that's part of the... Oh, yeah, uh, but it's, it is very important. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, so the other thing I wanted to pick up on um, when you outlined that, that assessment approach was you talked about unlearning. And obviously, I, I guess that one of the biggest obstacles to being truly adaptable is the habits we've formed over the years that mm-hmm. get in our way. So how do we identify, and I, I, I'm assuming that the answer to how we identify is the assessment, but how do we identify the habits that are holding us back and how do we then work to change those habits, to unlearn, as you put it? Well, um, what I see now, when I do speech at companies, I, I always talk to CEOs, but I always also talk to people on, on, on different levels. And what you see is that uh, when you're a manager, you have a sort of strategy where we have to go that way in that area. We have to be ready for the future, blah, blah. But when you work with, when you talk to someone who's just a couple of levels lower, it's just, you just feel like they are a couple of steps back because they, uh, and that sometimes it is the experience thing because if somebody is 15 years on a certain job and the CEO said, well, we have to do it different. That is pretty hard. And sometimes you say, well, so we have to hire a youngster. That's what, what you now hear. Uh, and the, he's got a total new approach because he knows what the, the marketing power of TikTok is or whatever. And if you say that to someone who's over 40, are you, about what, about what, you know, that is. So, but on the other hand, the youngster doesn't have the experience to, to, uh, to to relate it to the market or to relate it to 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 the uh, uh, to the group they they are selling or whatever. So you actually need both. But uh, I think you need the youngster and the the the, the one who are the people who, who just are in the market right now and 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 just find out what is new and what is all different. Um, and you need the one who's got the experience because then. You, you can combine that and then you have much more power. But it's not that the guy for who had 15 years experience knows exactly what to do. And then you have to unlearn. That is, that is what I mean. So, so that to me sounds like this is how we create an adaptable team. An adaptable yeah. team is to, to bring all these different types of experience and personality type and skill set together so that you, you, you can pull the best from each. If you're an individual... But, yeah. Sorry, no, but on, I, I just also I, no, I just I wanted to say, just by just creating the team, it's not enough. You you right. I, you have to manage that because, I mean, it's it's normal that someone who worked there for fifteen years and is forty seven has got a certain level of of of, of uh, salary and a big car, etc. And then a twenty one year old girl comes in, so you could say, well, just work together. But it doesn't work that way. So it's all about mindset. The, the, the guy of 45 or 47 really has to feel, not only think, and it's not me that, that you have to tell him, but he has to feel, I need this youngster 
to to be you know to be ready for the future because I really I don't know what TikTok is. I don't know what the power is of a twelve second influencer film or whatever. And if you don't know, it's it's the mindset thing that you needed, and that's that's also have to have to do with adaptability, of course, because then you, I mean that that is a big decision if you say something out yeah. loud. So so I guess that goes to the answer to how the individual adapts as well is that you find the people who have yes. this and you create your own team. And yeah. you, you can see how I keep pulling this back to the network, can't you? <laughs> no. this, this stuff isn't just thrown together, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, okay, so, it feels so, like a script. <laughs> uh, and yet it's not, and yet it's not. No, I know. But, but it's where my head is tuned, and, and other people Very may good. take different things in the conversation. No, no, it's cool, um, cool. So, so let's, let's dig into that a little bit more deeply, because we have touched on it throughout, and I'm not going to apologize for it, because this is the professional relationships area of the connected leadership absolutely so and that connected part is the key to the to the podcast so how can you know if you're sitting there and 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 you want to be more adaptable as a leader you want to focus on this you've got your 15 skill sets or your 15 mindsets perhaps uh you want to work on those and produce them we've talked about other people helping you through providing uh, reflection and validation. We've talked about other people helping you now by giving you the expertise and the insights that you lack based on your own experience. How else can other people help you to become more adaptable? Well, I think first of all, you you've got to acknowledge that you have to work in that area, because uh, we, we, we when you're in business, what I what I see a lot is that a lot of people are now in a sort of a rat race. You know, I mean, we are sort of past COVID, going back to normal. Uh, the high sales, the high targets. Um, and it's very hard to, I mean, I, I don't see companies who look into the future for three or five years anymore. That was actually normal. What are we going to do for the next five years? And then the CEO was going away for two days and he came back with all the answers. Um, but now you're lucky if you can make it six months. Um, so it's, it's, it's not only, like I said, in, in, in the beginning, I said, we really need time to be adaptable because it's when it's going too fast, with the example of the iPhone, we can't cope with it. So that you have to acknowledge that you have to work in the area of, of your soft skills. And I, I said I would name it different because I, yeah, I also yeah. don't like the term soft skills. I, I really hate it, actually. I mean, but that's what I found in all the reports, in all the, in all the uh, research areas. I, I call it power skills, and I, I, I have seen I have seen some uh, reports also use that term. So maybe it's not mine, but whatever. It's a better term because you never see people in the street meeting each other like, "Hey, man, you look good." Yes, I'm working on my soft skills. You know, I'm trying to improve my mental flexibility. You don't never hear people say that. Um, so so if you call it power skills, it's much more. Uh, you know, you you can much more uh, be open for it. Yeah, no, I, I like that. And so, if you, and you, if you're working on those and you're surrounding yourselves with the right people, then you're going to to, to exactly to get the right thing. How important is is um, and actually, sorry, I, I am going to come back in a minute to a couple of things you said there because because they jumped out at me. But I just want to okay. stay on this point of the the network supporting you for a moment. How important is communication with your network when you're adapting? Because are there dangers when you start doing things that are completely different to what you've done before? that you start getting misunderstandings, misperceptions and so forth, and you don't take people uh, along with you. So how important is that communication? Well, I think communication is very important. 
on the other hand, I mean, if you are in a process of like acknowledging you have to be adaptable and working on yourself, um, it is it is a thing of a long term. Like like we said, if you, you cannot say to your mind to tomorrow I'm going to do it different. So because it's a it's it's a long term process, the, the com- com- communication that feeds you is very very strong. But it's also possible that you meet people around you or you read something. And you get off focus, and that uh, so you really have to be also aware of that. So that's why I, in the beginning I said you really have to. It's just thinking process. You really have to go back to yourself and put effort in it. It's not like, hey, I'm going to do it differently. No, it's you have to put just like you go to to the gym. If you are twenty kilos, uh, have overweight 20, 20 kilos, you can go tomorrow to the gym, but it will take you two years before you back 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 in shape. And actually, with your with your mind, it goes the same. It it is not overnight. If even if you say to yourself, "I have to be different" or "I have to be adaptable" or whatever, so uh, so work on it. That that's actually what I mean. And you need your network to keep focused and to keep energized and 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 that you think you're doing the right right thing because there will be moments like, "Ah, oh, what what the hell am I doing? And why am I doing? It was so good. I was so comfortable. I had my salary. I had my target." But no, when you want to be ready for the next year, and 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 you know, then you then you have have to go that way. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go back to your previous answer because there are a couple of things that that, that jumped to uh, to mind um, yes. in that answer. But I wanted to stay on that track. Um, you talked about um, I can't remember exactly what you said, but it was about mm-hmm. the, the the pressures of work and and uh, the shorter term thinking. You were saying, you know, we used to think three yeah. years ahead and so forth. Yeah, yeah. What's we we live a busy life, um, and a lot of the people who listen to this podcast will be in high pressure roles. Uh, and yep. I appreciate they appreciate them finding the time to listen to us. <laughs> Unbelievable <with her> on <laughs> here, um, but high pressure. Um, I guess the question is, in what way do sales and performance targets impact on our ability to be adaptable? Um, can you can you rephrase that question? I'm not sure if I got it yeah. totally right. So, so is is it harder to find the space and the focus to adapt in the way that we need to when we're surrounded by short-term targets that that, that, that that need different actions that aren't on that track. That is that is very hard, absolutely. But then again, if you, let's say, well, I will, that's, that's what I do. If you do an assessment and you see your figures on your 15 different soft skills and there are two areas who are really low, then you know where where you have to put effort in, you know, what, 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 what to work on. And the thing is, if you just say out loud, I'm going to be adaptable, what are you going to do tomorrow? So it is very hard to work on your mind, on your mindset. If you don't, if you don't can hold it on with two hands and give it a a direction, because if you now know in which area you have to work on, you can, you can ask a, a, a specialist, Okay, what do I have to do, or what? What are what are my options? I mean, you don't listen to one person. Maybe you have to read a book. Maybe you have to do a course. Maybe you have to do yoga. Maybe you have to go away for a week. So for everyone, it's different. But then, if you if you if you just find out what exactly do I have to do uh, uh, to 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 get my mind ready for this adaptability process, then yeah, well, I, I think then you can cope with the situation, even if you're on on high pressure. Because if you don't 
well, it can end up that you or you're doing the, the wrong thing or you get a, a, a burnout or whatever. So you better work on it instead of, you know, saying, uh, well, I don't need a doctor and uh, I have no problems. <laughs> and I guess it makes it easier if you, t you, you look at it as a long-term project, as we said exactly. at the very beginning of the discussion, yeah. and you, you work through those 15 points one or two at yeah. a time rather than trying to address everything. Exactly. And then also just made a record for yourself. What happened the last month? What happened the last two months? How, how different am I in for three, three months ago? And then you see, wait a minute, I, this happened three months ago. I, I didn't sleep because this and this happened. Uh, and now, actually, I've, I dealt with it and, and I did this. So suddenly you, you feel more comfortable and more and even in the process of adaptability. So uh, but that's, yeah, you have to work on it. That, that's the thing. You have to really put, put time and effort in it. And, and that's and, hard when you're busy. <laughs> of, of course. And, and linked yeah. to that, linked to that and linked to your previous response. Uh, and I don't know whether this is a, a good question or not. I'll be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not quite <laughs> I will sure. Tell you. In, in my head, in my head, I'm sort of, do I ask this one or not? It's just going to just sound Please stupid. do, please do. Um, there are no stupid questions. <laughs> does, um, I, I used to say that in my training until someone told me that they took it to mean, don't ask a question because I don't allow stupid questions. Um, what impact does social media have on this? Does social media create an environment where it's easier to become adaptable? Does, is it a blocker to, to, to being able to adapt? Is it a distraction? Is it all of these things and more? Wow, that is... Um, I think it's the same... Let me... I'm going to use a metaphor, but I'm not sure if it's a good metaphor. <laughs> well, well, you 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 use your not not sure if it's a good metaphor to answer my not sure if it's a good question. It's a perfect marriage. <laughs> okay, <laughs> very good. Yeah. Now, let's say you're on a ship and you change course and you want to be adaptable, and you're looking into the way you are you are going, and that's the spot on the horizon. But if you are a good captain. You also look around and you also look to the right, and you look to the left, and sometimes you look at your back. And that's what happened on social media. So when you're on social media, because of the cookies and all the intelligent stuff, when you, when you say, I've been so adaptable today and I love this and I love this, automatically in your timeline, you will receive messages, people who are also successful in that area. But then sometimes not, or sometimes you see something or read something in the paper that it's stupid to do that. But then you just have to think, well, I, I'm the captain and I just look to the left or I just look to the right, but I still know where I'm going. So, of course, social media can help because you will receive all the uh, cookie stuff that other people are adaptable and love it and et cetera. Uh, but absolutely things will happen around you, friends, uh, whatever, business colleagues who would say, well, hey, you, 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 you have changed, you, you, whatever. Um, and then you have to cope with that situation, but really focus that it's a long-term thing that I'm on and I'm, I'm, I still see the dot where I'm going. So so be focused, be open to different uh, input, but have the filter in place. Very good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. that was, I, I could have said that, sorry, for the last four minutes. Oh, no, no I like, <laughs> I like your metaphor. I like your metaphor. Um, 
I, I'm not sure of how that's how navigation works on a ship, where you look to your left or you look to your right, or you look behind you. But I, 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 I think they have charts. Um, but I think it's all automated, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> but I think we get the metaphor. That's great. We can think, sail I off with so that too. one. Um, Absolutely. I mentioned in, the, in my intro that you're a stand-up com- comedian as well. I know you take yes. that very seriously, ironically. <laughs> um, how, how does your comedy career help you in your professional career? Uh, and vice versa, and does it help you become more adaptable? Well, actually, it's the other, other way around. The, um, I w- twenty odd years ago, I started as a stand-up comedian, but I was a, a consultant. So I, 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 I studied economics, and I worked as a consultant. And I, I'm the classic example that for once, after two years or something, I was on a parking lot. I had a big car, big salary, but I was really, really, really unhappy. And I, I was really this guy on my shoulder who said, what are you doing? You know, is this your life? You know, 25 years old and you're doing this. And and that woke me up. And I, I actually, before I knew what I had to do, I, I sold my car. I quit 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 my job. And I I just trying to refine myself. So I, well, okay, being adaptable, I said, okay, I really have to make some big, big choices now. And I did the most crazy stuff for one year. So I t- told myself, I'm not going to have the solution tomorrow because I studied, I'm a consultant, I'm, I'm really focused in, you know, what I'm doing. But if I want to find out what I'm really good at or what I really like, that's even more important, um, I have to find out and I will take a year for that. And that is a very strange period because you're 26, 27, all your friends have even more bigger cars, bigger houses, girlfriends, uh, babies, and then you're 27, you've got totally nothing, no, no income, no house actually whatever so that was pretty hard but you know it, it's it was so worthwhile that i did it because then i found out by doing lots of crazy stuff and also know what i'm not good at what i did not want and suddenly 28 years ago there was one uh, at the first stand-up comedy show in the netherlands i know in the states whatever it, it's going on forever but uh, we have a cabaret tradition here, and the stand-up comedy is pretty new, or well, let's say 28 years ago. And I went there, and it really grabbed me. So I, I, I actually, that night, I climbed on stage, and I fell in love uh, with the, the feeling of saying something, and people love you or hate you, just by using words. Um, and because I studied economics, after four or five gigs I did, a uh, company came to me and said, well, I really love what you're doing, the energy. We have this celebration next week. Can you come at our party? So yeah, sure. And then they said, but we uh, we have a, a small budget. It's it's $800, let's say. that way. And, you know, <laughs> the first shows as a comedian, you do for a beer. <laughs> so, yeah. so then I thought, wait a minute, this is a market. This is so, the whole business market is not, it's not something I do uh, on the side. It, it, it grew as my business model. But I still do the standard comedy shows, not the, the 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 live stand-up comedy shows around in bars and comedy clubs, and I'm one of the the main players at the comedy cafe here in Amsterdam. So because I do comedy, I I could thrive as a speaker uh, with keynote speeches and t- tailor-made shows. Yeah, it does. It certainly makes a difference from that. I did it a couple of times, and it was really to just try and understand um, how how a human lands uh, yes. with a live yeah, audience yeah. And, it, and to push myself yeah. as well. It really pushes. That is, yeah, yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah. So, 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 one final question: uh, After you wrote that LinkedIn blog and you went on this journey, uh, yeah, what's been the biggest change in you as a person as a result of the work you've done on adaptability? 
Okay, that's a beautiful question. Um, At least that's one today. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, I, I, I've got to be honest. I mean, the, um, we had this strange COVID situation, but actually when, when I look back, those were the two and a half th- happiest years of my life almost. And um, that is because I also, again, made some great decisions, uh, tough decisions. I, I, I had a beautiful house. I, I, I lived there for 22 years on the water. And it was three months of corona, uh, of COVID. And I thought, well, for, for a global speaker, <laughs> this, is, this is a pretty hard time. So I just decided to sell my house. And I had a beautiful boat. It was 70 years old. I built it, built it almost by myself, uh, 30 foot long. And I thought, well, you know what? I just sell my boat. And because that, because of that, I I, uh, I had a, enough money to, you know, to, to easily and, and go through the whole COVID period. But I could also make another decision. And I, I, I bought a house in Portugal. And because that gave me so much energy. And also in that time, I found my new girlfriend, which I'm going to marry the next year in, in, in June. So in COVID, I find my new wife. I have a, a new house in Portugal and I have a new uh, uh, opportunities for speaking going around the world on the, the topic of adaptability. And that gives me so much energy that I'm even more positive now than I was three, five or seven, seven years ago. That's, uh, but that's I, right. But, but I, I, I took action. I made some really big life-changing decisions. Uh, but I, it made me really, really glad. That's that's great to hear, and, and particularly at such a difficult time for so many people, yep. the, the positive story of taking a risk, taking some action, and the way that it pays off for you. And I guess yep, that that's, exactly. that's the, the the best testament you can give to being adaptive. Yeah, that's that's what I said at the beginning. It's I, I sort of you know you, you have to have the lifestyle when you talk talk about it. And I, I never use this as an example, but you ask me now. And, uh, well, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I really thought I would get old in that house because it was a beautiful house on the water with a big garden, everything, but it gave me so much freedom and energy and opportunities. And even in three or four years, I'm going to live in Portugal because all my old family is already living there. So it's like, now it's, it's, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I know, you know, our mutual friend, Andrew Bryant, who was on the podcast yeah. recently. And if your if your house is near him, I hope you'll be uh, enjoying his and Andrea's hospitality and vice versa. A lot of the time, absolutely. Yeah, I know him. I've 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 been on stage with him in Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, in fact, in fact, I think I was in the audience when you were on the stage in Singapore, two thousand seventeen. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've really enjoyed this, and um, thank you for being adaptable and joining me on the Connected Leadership Podcast. Well, thank you very much. I mean, I, I, it's, it's, it's. I mean, it's fifty minutes again. Wow, we. I really had pleasure, and thank you very much for asking me. So thank you so much for for uh, Tom for joining me. Um, he's got such a great energy, hasn't he? And. Uh, Uh, that that means the conversation flies along and if you ever wondered if this podcast is scripted that episode should tell you that it's not Um, but uh, you know I I just there was so much in his answers that I wanted to dig into um, and I had to be adaptable to do so so I I hope that you you enjoyed that for me probably the biggest takeaway um, it came right at the beginning actually and it was that difference between flexibility and adaptability and that flexibility being a short-term thing and it creates the basis the pathway for becoming adaptable but the adaptability comes in increments 
and that iPhone or smartphone, you can tell I'm an Apple user, that smartphone analogy uh, brought it home beautifully. Um, and, and, and maybe the, the, the boat analogy needs a bit more work, but it was <laughs> we got the message on that. Um, so thank you very much to Tom for joining me. Thank you to you for joining me, particularly if you are really busy. Um, and I hope this helps you in that busyness to find ways to build relationships, become adaptable yourself and progress your career. Uh, I will see you again very soon on another episode of the Connected Leadership Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Connected Leadership Podcast. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, tell your colleagues and friends, share on social media, and post a review on the podcast channel you use to listen to it. And of course, join us again soon for another interesting interview and great connected leadership tips.